When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord. And I'm Devo. And today, we will be diving deep, deep into 2016's Arrival, directed by Denny Villeneuve. So come along and join us on our cinematic journey. Ah, come on, join us! <laughs> we have cheerleaders here. Uh... I am excited for this one, as always. I mean, I'm always excited about talking talking about film with you, my friend. It's nice to do a, a great, deep movie. That's recent. Uh, and I will say, I saw this once when it first came out on Blu-ray. I enjoyed it. And the second time around, I loved it so much more. This is yeah. an incredible movie. Well, this movie, it, it's one that resonates. Uh, it, it's got an aftertaste, but a good aftertaste. Yeah. Like I remember when I first saw it, I... I was at the each step I took to my car. I liked it more. Like I love films that once you let them marinate and you think about more, like that's what makes a good film. I think to me, and and you know you might not get a good impression on it at first, but that's why I don't like judging films right away, doing reviews right away because you have to let it marinate. Yeah, this one grows on you, and there's you know this uh, very specific plot elements that are sort of easy to miss the first time around. So this one is almost a required two viewings. I would say. Yeah. And just at minimum, because right. there is a twist, and you know, it, if you watch movies the way I do, which is I don't view movies as a puzzle to figure out as I'm watching them, I just experience them in the moment. Okay, uh, so I'm not yeah. trying to be like, oh, well, I think this means X and that is Y, you know, sort of thing. And this movie, it, if you just do it that way and you experience it as it comes, then it becomes a really big twist. But when you see it the second time. You see all those pieces that you missed the first time. Oh right? yeah, you know. So I, 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 that way for me especially because I don't try to figure everything out as I'm watching. Yeah, uh, and, and this this film was I think was done in such a weird, uh, such a you know, so, so it was so well done that even watching it a second time, knowing what was happening, yeah. I still was thinking you know for instance her flashbacks like i was still thinking of that as as the past right. not flash forwards yeah yeah you know that's and, how you're trained to think about them right normally yeah exactly um and you know obviously this we're gonna we're diving deep into a film so all of our analysis shows expect spoilers so if you haven't seen the movie do not listen to the show yeah and if you until... haven't seen it go see it twice yes <laughs> yeah, definitely it. i mean because i obviously i mean you were saying you know it didn't resonate with you you know as much as you know uh, you know, for the first time around, but for me, it definitely resonated. It was my it was my second favorite film of 2016, uh, behind La La Land, and and yeah, I mean, it's 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 a film. Like I said, it has an after aftertaste, and it's it's a so I mean, just to give you a quick uh, synopsis of the film, it's a uh, and you know, just a reminder if you have seen it. Like I said, if you haven't seen it, pause this, watch it, come back and listen to us. When twelve mysterious spacecraft appear around the world, linguistics professor Louise Banks is tasked with interpreting the language of the apparent alien visitors. So it's an alien invasion movie, uh, but it's not. This is not your typical alien invasion movie. No, this is about the most creative, unique 
science fiction alien invasion movie you have ever seen. Yeah, when you, this isn't Independence Day, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's know? exactly what I was going liken to liken it to. When you look at an alien invasion movie like Independence Day, it's like, okay, how is the military going to handle this? This they hire a linguistics professor. They hire someone who's yeah. specializes in language. Totally uh, atypical for this kind of movie, which is great. And I think that might be why some people are drawn off of it, because they're expecting an alien invasion movie and then they get this. But Yeah, this is a different, it's just a much different kind of movie. I mean, it has, there's sort of like, you know, global stakes going on. You know, the world could end or we're going to battle these aliens or we're going to sort of... It's a very personal movie, is right. what I want to say. You yep. know, it's, we're going to figure things out on our own and then relate it to the rest of humanity. So, yeah, this is not uh, your typical sort of blockbuster shoot 'em up movie at all. No. There isn't much of that. Is There's a little bit of um, some explosions and gunfire and that sort right. of thing. But this is not a... Very minimal. Yeah, exactly. Very minimal. It's a very cerebral, very cerebral movie. Right. And if you've listened to our analysis shows uh, so far, I mean, basically, we just take the movie step by step. But we're going we're gonna to do a, uh, things a little differently now. We're not going to, you know, go scene by scene. You know, we're going to kind of consolidate and, you know, kind of make it a uh, more enjoyable listen. Hopefully, you guys have already enjoyed the listen. But, yeah, we just wanted to consolidate things, do things a little differently. For those of you that would like us to do, like, four or five hour uh, podcasts on a single movie, we're happy to do that yes <laughs> maybe once once every couple months once we'll every, do a long form yeah once yeah. once every quarter uh we I, might do that i do think there's some value in going scene by scene and step by step for yeah. especially maybe we reserve that for the masterpieces like right. the raging bulls yeah uh for you know for doing that but for you know your, your more everyday kind of movie that's right. not your super classic thing you know maybe we'll do the godfather or right. something like that or maybe we do want to go scene by scene and, and analyze everything that's going on and what and what the intent is there but i think it's better to be a little bit more concise and to just speak you know say how say what we think and, no, I agree. And, and go over the movie in this way i agree and honestly this one might turn into one of those classics i mean <laughs> yeah. seriously like uh, not the you know not in this show but i think in a few years from now this right. this looking is back at, yeah all right so let's let's get into it so i mean we're going to do you know you know obviously we had a little discussion about it to begin with and then we're going to talk about the casting and performances then we'll get into our six favorite moments or Take six. themes we're going to call this uh if you have better names for it submit uh we're submit, struggling with this <laughs> yes one. we're we're calling it take six we're going to give six moments key moments of the film yeah you know it could be themes some of uh, that's five you know that's six everybody take six yeah so basically <laughs> me and dave picks three each it's called take six anyways we'll talk about our six favorite moments of the film that's what the what that'll be that'll be the main discussion point of the show working and, title and then we're gonna have another segment called who's the idiot me or the movie yeah and this one we where we have questions um which we could be wrong because you know we're not sharing these maybe i think something and i'm you know is this movie doing x and you're like no it's actually this and i'm like okay that then i'm stupid or we come to like no the movie was actually wrong this makes no sense and then we give our final thoughts and we are unveiling a brand new rating system yes yes <laughs> yeah all right uh, yeah so our rating system well yeah we'll discuss that one once we get to it yeah. all right so let's but i think this is a revolutionary rating system that's going to blow everyone mm, away yep <laughs> <laughs> we, we're very optimistic here at Blockbuster Mentality. <laughs> yeah, we certainly are. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the performance, uh, casting, and performances. So this this movie, let's talk. Let's just go one by one. First of all, it stars Amy Adams as basically the main character, Louise. What, what do you What did you think about this this choice? This 
Uh, the choice, she's a good actress. Um, but in this, you know, so I was sort of uh, not particularly impressed by the choice, other than I know she's a good actress. But in this performance, she is brilliant. She carries this entire movie. She portrays an entire range of emotions. She was incredible in this movie. I, I cannot say enough positive things about her. She was absolutely brilliant. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, to have her in this performance, I, I don't know what I don't know what to think about the choice because I, I, I not to say I haven't been a big Amy Adams fan. I just have never been you know never been blown away by her before. I've never been. I think you know, I'm in that same boat. Yeah, like you know, she's a good actress. Yeah, but I've never been crazy about her. Never been you know going to seek out an Amy Adams film. Right, not but, in particular. Right. right, but this is the best performance I've ever seen her give. It's so subtle. Um, and just something about it, like there's no like crazy, like you know, usually Oscar performances, you get these crazy emotional scenes. But I, this almost, I liken it to uh, uh, not quite, but almost Casey Affleck's performance in Manchester by the Sea. It's it's yeah. kind of subtle in that way. There's like um, a calmness actually about her performance. You're right. It's not like this overacting where I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs. No, she's you actually. She's in her own way portraying all this inner conflict and emotion and yet in you know outwardly she's she's just like you said it's very subtle what she's doing she's surprisingly composed right. but you know the situation is not that way so you feel for her in that moment right it makes i don't know it just feels more uh, natural yeah. and, and more human incredibly I mean, well done people you know, uh, if you go through traumatic events it's usually not like you see it in the movies you know it's usually things are more calm you always Fear is always the worst part of anything. And yeah. you, you think of the worst about anything. It, it's it, and then once that what you feared actually happens, it's never as bad as you expect. And I, I don't mean to, you know, I'm not comparing that 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 this is you know what happened in this movie, but I don't know. It just kind of made me think uh, along that. But yeah, I think. But it is a terrifying experience what they all did and had to go through. What right. she went through within a space of you know a few days and I don't know how long actually the movie took, maybe a week or so, but. This isn't a movie also that ends in, you know, an afternoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's months, I <laughs> yeah. think, really. So she's going through this grueling emotional and physical toll, and you see all of it and feel all of it. So, yeah. Incredible. I bought her as a mother. I bought her as a professor. Mm -hmm. Like, I never saw her as Amy Adams, and that's the key for any performance to me. If you can't, if you're not just looking at the actor the whole time, then, then it's not that great of a yeah, performance. No, you're right. Yeah. You're exactly right. She embodied every single role that she had in that film, which were which were many. And great job. Yep. I, I, I would say I would say this was the best performance of twenty sixteen. And then we go to Jeremy Renner. Uh he plays Ian uh the theoretical physicist. Right? The, is that am I right about that? Some, or some, some sort like of scientist, yeah. mathematician. I think it was the theoretical physicist. That sounds about right. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. What's your thoughts on him? Uh, he's sort of like this uh, gruff, uh, masculine guy, um, and uh, but he had a he portrayed a vulnerable side, um, and, and in the end, well, not in the end, but as you saw, it, it was interesting because Amy Adams' character Louise was the ling linguist, and he was sort of the math guy. But you actually saw that they weren't that far apart in how they were approaching things, and I think he remarks upon it. Right during yeah. the film because it, it's very logical. They're, he deals with numbers; she deals with with words. But their approach is sort of the same. Uh, I don't think his performance was nearly as good as hers because I think she was outstanding. Uh, but I, I, in general, I like Jeremy Renner, and I think he did a good job. 
He's he 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 complimented her very well. Is is I think the best I could say because her performance was so strong. Um, so he held his own. Yeah, there, there's nothing bad about his performance. No, not at all. Nothing bad. He. He, he was a good counterpart. Yeah, to her. exactly. He was he was almost a side character in a way, but but yeah, I think he he fit in that role very well. But like, in his moments, he did what he needed to do during the movie. Absolutely, yeah. He he fit into that character. Uh, I mean, there's really not much to say about his performance. It was not groundbreaking, anything like that. But that's no. not taking away from it. Um, but he held up. He he held up exactly. I mean, you you really could have put anyone in that in that role, and they probably probably would have been a d- d- good job the way it was written. I'm glad it was him, just because of how much I liked the movie. So yeah. I, I can't imagine it without him, right? Because I'm used used to seeing him. I mean, he was in in the Hurt Locker, which I thought he was great in that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The overall movie movie I think was a little, a little overrated. That's a discussion for another time. Um, I but, agree. Uh, Jer- Jeremy Renner, I, I've always thought he's, he's a solid yeah, guy. Fan. I like yep. him in the in the Avengers movies. In the in uh, as Hawkeye, I think that character is kind of a throw. Yeah, the character is, but him it, as him, I, I'm fine. With <laughs> yeah, <it. laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So yeah, that's Jeremy. Again, not 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 much to say about him there, but he does have a moment which, uh, spoiler alert, might be in our take six. Yeah, that was one of our take six moments. <laughs> take six. <laughs> and then the the other big actor in this, which I think will be the last actor we're going to talk about, is Forrest Whitaker as Colonel G. T. Weber. Yeah, in my opinion, he was just okay. He could have been, this could have been any actor. Actually, well, actually, I will say one thing. He had sort of a strange accent that I couldn't process. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Hard time really knowing. Especially at the beginning. Because yeah. it seemed like it faded away a little, but especially when you first see him. A little bit. It was some kind of, I don't know if it was, he was doing a Boston or, or something. But I don't know. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was another country. But it, it's sort of interesting because... He's maybe the next, is the third most important character in this movie, but yet he really doesn't matter at all. Right. It's really, it's two characters, and even, you know, even Jeremy Renner's character, while he is important, it's really almost all about Amy Adams' character, Louise. Yeah. You know, so everybody after, there are many other people in this movie, but they could be anyone. They're all sort of interchangeable. So there's no, there's nothing outstanding about any one of them. They're just sort of there doing what they need to do to move the movie forward or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's not really worth uh, mentioning anyone else, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, I don't know. I, I'm, I've never been the biggest fan. Yeah, we last saw him in Battlefield Earth where he oh, yeah, got his arm a... or his hand blown off this and is... he had no reaction. <laughs> this, <laughs> is our, this is our second <laughs> Forrest Whitaker film. That's interesting. I mean, it, Again, there's nothing going on there, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, Fortis. Yeah, the, the, I would. I basically everything you said, I totally agree with, and what I was going to say, I was going to mention about the accent, things like that. We'll talk. I don't about, get that. Uh, his what his character does when we get into our take six. Well, I, I don't want to dump on him completely as an actor because he was good in the TV series The Shield. If you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Okay. He was good in that TV, but movie wise, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't need him. Last King of Scotland was a little over the top to me. I think uh, I only saw parts, so I can't really say. Yeah, it was a little over the top. He was good in. But he's good, playing an over the top he, human being, though. He right? was good in Good Morning Vietnam. Um, well, he had a little side character. <laughs> he was very young. <laughs> I don't want to. I think it was one of his first films. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was in that, but did that matter? It was really more Robin Williams deal. And then, uh, real quick, uh, I know we weren't going to mention any bells, but Michael uh, Stolberg uh, was Agent Helpburn. He was the CIA, CIA guy. guy. Yeah, I, I like that actor. There's something about him I like. He was but... good there. He was he was sort of like a threatening character. You know, every time he appeared and said something, because there's this. 
there's throughout the movie there's a there's the peace side or understanding side you know represented by uh Jeremy Renner's character Ian and Louise Amy Adams and then there's the war side there's the we're going to bomb the hell out of these aliens side right so he represents sort of that that CIA um sort of the liaison telling them no these people are ready to go shoot the aliens cuz they're getting nervous and scared and sort of thing. So, yeah, I guess he was okay. Right. But as a minor character, yeah, it was well done. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to mention, yeah, I, I, for some reason, something about that, that actor I like, the things I've seen him in. Uh, he was in uh, Steve Jobs. Did you see that with uh, Michael didn't. Fassbender? That's good. You definitely check that one out. That, that, that one might be one I want to dive deep into. Okay. But, um, but yeah, th- that's, uh, that, that, so, yeah, that's, that's performances and acting. I mean, we'll obviously talk more uh, specifically when we get into our take six here, and that's what we're going to do right now. Take six! <laughs> take six. We're, we're going to have to get, like, a sound clip or something. That... <laughs> I don't know Some why. I just take six! <laughs> All right, take six. Oh, speaking of take six. Uh, never mind. All right, so let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, so are we going to go back and forth? Uh, yeah, maybe? let's just go in no particular yeah, let's order. Go no particular order. Our our six favorite moments, themes, whatever about the movie. So why don't what? So why don't you go first? What's uh, what do you what do you have first? Yeah. So one of my favorite moments is the actual opening of the movie. Amy Adams is his montage, and the score is incredible. Yep. I mean, it's like pulling on my heart <laughs> from the very right. beginning of the movie. It's her. Going through this sequence, this sort of montage thing, uh, you see her and then you see her daughter who apparently gets sick and then she dies. And at this point, I am sold on the movie. Right. If the next 30 minutes suck, I don't care. I'm pulled in completely. I- I'm just, yeah. So th- yeah. I would say this is, th- I-, I could not think of a, a, you know, a bunch better way to just open up this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great way to start. I mean, it's the opening of the film, opening of our take six. But no, I I totally agree with you. That was in my top three as it's well. Brilliant, absolutely. Uh, the the opening. I mean, even uh, so, the, this. I mean, I'm going to touch on cine- cinematography a little later. But just yeah. even that that pan down onto her, you know, the the place where she yes. lives, the house, like where the lake is, and then that opening line. So powerful. The memory is uh, is a strange thing. We're so bound by time. Which you learn the significance, right? You learn the significance for sure, but even in the moment, yeah, yeah. even in the moment, even even in the beginning, it already gets you thinking. Like we're so bound by time. That's that's you know that's (laughs) we are like that's memory is a strange thing. I oh that's what she said at the at the beginning. Uh, I used to think this is where your story began, and then talking about how memory is a strange thing. Right, we're 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 so bound by time. We are, and then you're witnessing you know this this woman who clearly cares about her child. They have a great relationship and then she's dying and then that's you know we're bound by these things we can't stop this thing from happening and it just it almost like rips your heart out in the first couple of minutes but it's so well done and this score is just so powerful right that's like you said i was sold right away like i said it didn't like i i could just watch that as a piece if the rest of the film sucked i would just i would still watch that <laughs> first five minutes yeah, yeah, yeah i would still watch that first five minutes as just a piece of art and be like all right well, i'm done with this movie yeah yeah um so yeah that that was great and like you said the score the score is what made in, in the score that's in, during this part i think is only in it in the beginning and the end correct and that's like that's the exactly main right. score and i yeah. think it was still nominated for an oscar like that's how powerful this score was it totally sets the tone for the whole movie yeah the emotional tone for this movie Agreed. and i just love the themes about the about how we're bound by time how 
again memory is a strange thing and we'll we'll get into that as we as we dig deeper into that but yeah the whole the whole opening just great and then obviously we get into you know her she learned she's a professor yeah, and, why all this is going on right yeah. so um, number two i've got just as a, a pure uh, filmmaking technique cinematography like you were saying the reveal of the ship the right. alien ship the alien craft so <laughs> this is great so they pick Amy Adams up on a helicopter, and she's flying. She's flying. I think they're in, they in Montana. Is that where it is? Yes, where Montana this, is are, are where they are. This yep. forward military base because there's 12 craft, and they all land in 12 different places scattered over the earth, and nobody really figures out the logic of why. I think one of them um, is based on um, uh, you, some kind of a hit song was one, and I forget yeah. the main one. I, I don't know. Well, that that'll be later in the show. Okay, with my so you questions. Got, okay. Oh, there we go. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, I guess I've already answered that. I have no no idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to get anywhere on that. <laughs> no. Why they chose Montana? I have no idea. Well, well. Sorry if you before you go any further. I, I love that they chose Montana because so many of these other films, New York City, yeah, uh, L.A. Right. That's that's where it's going to be. We're going to plant this big thing right over the U.S. Capitol building yes. so it has maximum impact on the audience. Because <laughs> we're aliens and we <laughs> right. know exactly where to put this ship to have the most impact. So this will scare them so much. Yeah, so there's this the, – the ship reveal is incredible because there's this helicopter flying in and there's this mist rolling over these hills ah. into a valley. And there sits this – I don't know what, how to even... It's egg? Almost, yeah. Almost like a half egg? Well, I would almost say a less um, edgy orange slice. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's pretty accurate. Yeah. It's, but it's suspended. It's not yeah. like, It's not a flying saucer. It's not a Star Wars craft. It's right. It's not anything you've really seen anywhere. No, it's so unique. It's just sort of sitting there upright, suspended in air and the, the the mist is just incredible it's just sort of rolling oh, over in, in, I, I, I don't think I noticed that the first time around well I, I think I noticed it but this time it really hit me just mm-hmm. how beautiful that was that mist rolling over the I guess hills mountains yeah. whatever yeah, it was into this little valley where the right. army and all these people have encamped and the the special effects like the, this thing I I have like that that looked real like seriously, <laughs> it absolutely that, did dude that this is some of the like they're so subtle uh, the aliens, you know, maybe a little questionable. You can tell they're a little CGI, but, right. but the ships, man, those like look so real. I it's... just, I absolutely love it. Yeah, and that, I mean, that that speaks on the whole the cinematography for this movie. I mean, the cinematography is beautiful. You get that shot of uh, Amy Adams walking. Um, she's walking through that field. You have the the ship in the in the background and right. the sunlight, like kind of hit it, like in the over background her, as well. Over yeah. her head, yeah. So, so gorgeous. Well, I just like how this wasn't the thing where it opened up showing you this craft, like, dun, 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 right. or, yeah. or like going into the Earth's atmosphere yeah. or anything like that. Right. It wasn't that way at all. Yeah, well, yeah, because, I mean, you have to set your part, yourself apart from the Independence Days, and I like how Independence Days is the only film we're mentioning, because that's <laughs> yeah. it was like the But I don't the mean only... to pick on it, because no, it was I, a fun movie, yeah, I but Independence Day. this is just such a unique film, it's such a, a creative film, right? that it deserves, you know, it being recognized for what it did here. Right. No, I totally agree, and I like, because because before that, you know, you see she they're watching news clips and stuff, and you see... I think maybe the bottom of the ship a little bit. You do, you don't see the full thing, basically. Yeah, well, I think this, you see little bits of the ship. Is this where she goes? Because she's a professor. And she right. goes to teach class at a mostly empty 
empty classroom and everyone's getting alerts on their phones and she's talking about Portuguese something. There's an important line in here about language being art, which she mentioned right. before. Yep. before. Yep. Again, like the score kind of sets the tone for the film in a way, but, uh, but yeah, well, uh, there was something I noticed in the, uh, when she was, you know, being a professor, things like that. Yeah, but I just like the way it was, it was approached because she's, she's trying to just do her job. I think that establishes her character as someone who just, she's got a job to do. She shows up and she does it. And it doesn't really matter what else is going on in her life. It doesn't appear that there's anyone else in her life at this point. Right. And we don't know why, but we find out later. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point we're thinking that, uh, you know, she, she had a kid and right. now she's trying to her get child died. That. She was a single mother apparently, cause there was no indication of a father. Right. And she's a professor and she's just sort of going through life. And I, and I think what we see in a, in a lot of movies, and I, I would say even, I think we talked about this in Manchester by the Sea off air. Um, this is sort of how you go through the world, right? When you feel guilty, you just you just plod through. And she was sort of plodding through. Yeah, she just she's got a job. She's a professor. She shows up to class. This is what she does all day. So what? You know, maybe there's a warning or whatever about aliens. Who knows what it is? She's she's just single minded. She's de- she still hasn't processed this thing that has happened to her. I just thought it was just well done. Yeah. And, you know, it, it took a long time to show us what was happening. And then we finally see it. And it was done so perfectly. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And then, in be- in, yeah, in between there, uh, you get, uh, you know, in between her, you know, presenting to the class. And then before the ship reveal, she meets Forrest Whitaker. Or she doesn't meet him, but... Uh, he shows up and asks yeah, her some questions. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no. So, yeah. Ba- she has a top-secret clearance. Right. So, I guess he's flying around asking people with top-secret clearances, how do we... Because the aliens are sending messages. How do we talk to them? What do we do? And she's like... You, her being a studious... Or really, a scientist, you know, more than a linguist, she's a scientist. She's like... She's, she responds with a series of questions. I can't answer you properly without the proper, the right information. Right. I like how he, sh- he shows her a 15-second clip of some alien language that like, no one would know. Like, explain it. He's like, yeah. you did this with Farsi. She's like, I know Farsi. I don't know this alien language, you moron. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, All right, this is your chance. Yeah, that... I'll talk about that a little later. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, so basically, but number two, ship reveal, cinematography, Great everything like that. I mean, that almost, yeah, basically touches on the opening as well. All right, so number three, I have the, the Jeremy Renner voiceover, uh, which is basically, so they, they've met these aliens. They've they've run into them. She's trying to uh, learn their language, but first she needs to kind of teach them their language in order to learn theirs. You know, she brings in a uh, a whiteboard, a whiteboard, and says, "Human, I'm human." We discovered that they're heptapods. So these these aliens, they have seven legs, and that's all you see of them. Right. And, I, and that again, to speak on the cinematography, I love the the you know they're basically in this foggy area with their with their legs, and then they you show the reflection on her face. It's all like white and just beautiful lighting. Love I just want to say just for a moment. I don't know if there's a relation at all, but I can't help but think of those. Their legs, their hand, almost as the alien hand. I always see that. And I know they're more like squids, but I see the finger bone thing, and that just reminds me of the alien. There's like a nod there, I think. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I could see that too. And I, I, th- I think, you know, when they're touching the glass and stuff, I think that's pretty pretty good CGI. Um, Definitely. Um, but anyways, my number three is basically the Jeremy, Jeremy Renner voiceover. It's basically after they made breakthroughs and stuff, and... 
it's almost like a time, uh, almost like a time montage uh, of sorts. Basically, Gen- Jeremy Renner's talking over, basically saying, you know, heptapods, explaining what heptapods are, explaining, just explaining things. Um, yeah, because here's this, how do you, <laughs> think about it, how do you communicate with a completely alien species? This movie doesn't gloss over it. It goes through, how do you ask a really basic question? Well, any any question that I ask Ben or anyone has, uh, you know, a bunch of loaded premises behind it, assumptions that you know, when I say a word, you know what that word means, or when I say it, you know how that word means. You know, there was, I think it was uh, the Forrest Whitaker character, he says, uh, just ask them, what is your purpose? Right. And then the Amy Adams character, she's like, well, what do you mean by you? You have to say you, not you, Joe Alien. Right. You, Collective Alien. You know, so everything, every yeah. word has a meaning. So and I like this this bit by, by the Jeremy Renner character, Ian. He's, this is sort of needed in these kind of movies because, it, it like you said, it goes through the whole process. Right. Of, Look, we did this, we did this, this didn't well, work, this didn't work, I'm really tired. You know, you need it. It's almost like an exposition yeah. scene. It's, um, it's like a bit of a fast forward, but right. telling you what happened while, in, you know, in the meantime, here's what happened, how we got from... This first point right. that was so crazy and we thought we had zero and had no chance to, now we're here. Yeah, I like that it wasn't a montage. I like yeah. the, it was a montage, but with a voiceover. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was like almost like, like sometimes it's better to show, don't tell. But right. It, this was a good way to tell and show at the same time. Like I, that, that was a good use of a voiceover to me. I just, I liked that whole sequence. Because right before that, we learned that the, the he, you know, he names them Abbott and Costello, right? Which is a cool, Great. yeah. That was a nice little scene there too, yeah. because they were not, uh, they were going up there, be like, I don't know what what we're doing. What are we supposed to do here? And then they finally figure out, like Amy Adams writes down on the whiteboard, human, so she connects, and then she takes off her suit because they're in these, uh, they're in these breathers, and then these big orange suits with protected from radiation or something and she's at some point she's like this isn't working i need to take this off and everyone's like should we abort should we abort no 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 she's okay right. <laughs> <Sort of laughs> and then she walks up to this glass sort of thing where the aliens are behind and then she's like human so they can see her for who she really is yeah because they couldn't before and once she did that and ian does the same thing he's like I, she's like i'm louise he's ian and then you know they they flashed. It's sort of like um, ink from a um, yeah, yeah. It's ink. squid or yeah, something like that. Right, That's, ink. Yeah. Yep. They're almost like smoke too. Like and they just ads. named them Abbott. That was yeah. just an. It was a really good breakthrough in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I love their. And you realize that their their writing is like the circular design, and it's just. And I think there he even explains um, how their writing is art. And I think that's that was a cool way of explaining it too. I mean, it's uh... well, it was interesting too because what we find out later in the movie is that their sense of time is different than ours. We see time linearly, linear, <laughs> linearly mm-hmm. in a straight line. I think I said that right. And but all their symbols are sort of in a circle, right. and that's actually how they perceive time. They don't see it as backward and forward. So I, that, that's what I was getting there. So their language is actually sort of in a circle. Yeah, like so, they know exactly what their sentence will be. It's almost like writing, like he said, from in that voiceover again. Uh, yeah, he explains three, it. Yeah, like writing from left your right hand to your left hand and drawing to the middle and knowing exactly what you know how much space you need and and what exactly you're writing before you actually yeah you know, write it. 
Exactly. Yeah, you'd start. Yeah, if you'd start from one. Yeah, from the right to the left, you'd have to know exactly how much space. Yeah. So yeah. we think of things going from you know, if you imagine it, left to right, and then everything to the left has already happened, and everything to the right is the future. But the right. aliens don't see that. See it that way. Their language is different. Everything is sort of at all times. And yeah, that was just yeah. just an incredible concept. I thought. And again, this is a this is basically a military camp, and they're they're using <laughs> a linguistic uh, professor. Yeah. And you, you know you you guys have already seen the movie again. This is why we're trying to change the format. I feel like I need to explain every little thing. But uh, but you got twelve other nations, you know, communicating with each other, and they're trying to figure out, you know, what's uh, what's what's going on and everything. There's but, this constant pressure. Right, going on about what do we do about these aliens? We can't figure out what's going on. There's different. There's all. There's these, there are these eleven different sites, and they're all learning different things about the aliens. Right, and they're all having their own different interpretations about them. So you know, it almost reminds me of <laughs> to go way back, but Doctor Strangelove. Um, oh wow! Yeah, but you think about the you know having the nuclear gap or whatever. This is almost dealing with that same idea. You know, the, yeah. the Americans and the Russians. You don't want to be left behind. And if you're the, in, in, at some point, they're trying to figure out. You know, are the aliens uh, testing us to see who who of the twelve for them to deal with of Earth, or they, do they want us to fight each other, or what do they want? Right. It reminded me of that. You know, this this very petty sort of human thing of us that we just want to like we don't really care about the bigger picture we're just trying to like screw the guy next to us right you know? yeah yeah i mean and these aliens we found out are thinking about the bigger picture that i mean they're these, way beyond yeah. yeah these aliens won't even know us in three thousand years and we no. find out well i'll talk about it in this next one we might as well just uh, segue that into number four uh number four is uh I don't really have a specific name for this. Basically, when Luis is taken into the aliens' ship, because they've been always been uh, blocked off by this glass, right? But she—they're uh, in like a mist sort of. Yeah, they're in a mist chamber. Yep, they're in a mist uh, chamber, and uh, they—they're only able to you know go up to the glass. Uh, these other soldiers try to bomb the aliens, so the aliens you know go up higher in the in the sky, so the uh, so the humans you know can't get to them, so they. She has a vision yep. that this is supposed to happen. Yep. So the whole thing is as you're learning this language, it changes the way you think. Yep. So the more you learn about it, the more you think like them, which is like I was saying earlier, you start to perceive time in a different way. So she's starting to get thoughts, confusing yep. ideas. She which... doesn't know what they are. She's perceiving a daughter. Right. She doesn't know what's happening. Which yeah, actually we'll get to that I think in our number five. So spoiler alert again. But uh, Louise, uh, so basically, yeah, when she's inside talking to the aliens, when they when they bring her in through that saucer, they bring her up. She's talking to the aliens. One thing that stood out to me uh, was uh, when the alien said said uh, Abbott is in the dying process. Something about that hit me because I mean language is is such an interesting thing. I mean, you know, when we when we hear someone is dying, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that's sad, you know. Especially you know if it's a younger, but it, you know when it's an old. Usually when you hear here, it's like an older person, like oh they're dying, right? You know they're they're slowly there. But Abbott is in the dying process. Like that's how they interpreted their language. That's how they interpreted you know uh, her language. Something about that is just it really makes you think about it. Like yeah, and she uh, feels that she's like she's sorry and she's genuinely sorry because it comes from well we know why because there was this rogue band of soldiers right. that tried to detonate a bomb and blow up the 
the craft. Yeah. And they he stayed behind. I believe it was him who stayed behind, knocked on the glass. Remember he was telling yeah. him? And so he sort of sacrificed himself and then saved them. There was this really cool scene where there's a bomb goes off and then he sends them out of the explosion into this like separate area where they could be in the zero gravity zone. Right? So she's like he saved her, you know? And now here she's she's hearing that he's in a dying process and then we get this taste of well what yeah like you said what does that mean that's not how we would really talk about right, it right yeah it was because because as an audience we're thinking wow she had a daughter that died that was dying that eventually died so i mean she's almost so we're thinking like that she's almost relating to this uh to this alien right. and i think in this conversation she realizes she's getting visions of the future which i'll get into in then in the next topic here but uh but yeah just it, it almost makes it more real like instead of just saying dying he's in the dying process but this was yeah it it it, devs, it definitely gives you a different thought thought yeah <laughs> i guess i don't want to say thought process but it really is true because what we learn is there's something different going on here this right. is not human to alien you know translate like you would from english to chinese or whatever right there's something totally different here they're on another plane they're thinking about things in a totally different way than we are so she's starting to get that but i also really like the way she just sort of walked out of the camp got into this little Little uh, craft cylinder, yeah, so, craft. What yeah. I actually think this was, I think this was a miniature version of what the twelve of them would look like if they were together. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them look like a like a large, like I said, like a large, yeah, orange slice. They're not quite half, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just you know in this sort of piece. Okay. I thought that what she got into was a smaller version of what, yeah, you know, yeah, right. So she gets, and it, it was really cool though, because she's in this white misty sort of thing. She's looking around. She's not really sure what's yeah. going on, and she's face to face with the alien, with this creature, and we actually right. get to see the full get to creature. see his head, yep, see his, his head, head yeah. and everything. So yeah, that whole his scene, groaning and all that, yeah. That whole scene really to me was great. Stuff. Yeah, I love it because we get subtitles from the aliens. And then, yeah, just, I don't know, something about the dying process line just stuck it's, out to me. Well, because it's so different. Yeah. I mean, it's literally alien. Absolutely. It, absolutely. So number five, basically, you know, we, we've touched on already is is Luis's uh, visions from learning the language. Right. I mean, this almost gets the re- to the reveal. So basically, as she's learning this language, figuring it out, she keeps getting these, you know, flashbacks, what we think of her daughter. Um, of w- what's happening, um, and and it's from learning this language. Um, so. yeah, there's something about when you learn how these aliens think, it changes your own brain. And they start talking. Her and Jeremy Renner's character talk about this. Are you dreaming in their language? What does that mean? You know, I can't think about it because I don't. I only know English. I don't know different languages. But I, I, my my mother is. She knows three languages, and I think she says that she dreams in different languages. Really? Yeah. So, but if it's an alien language, since we know that they they think in a different way than us, as she's sort of figuring things out, she starts having these odd thoughts. She she can't explain them, obviously, because you could tell she doesn't. It's yeah. It's we see a daughter in the beginning who's obviously dead. We think we're seeing uh, a, a a grieving mother who's lost her child, but. She starts getting these visions again of these different experiences with her daughter as she's learning this language, but you can tell that Amy Adams' character cannot explain why she's feeling this way. Right. So what is it? Why? But now, 
if you've seen it, if you have, you know, the, the second time around, you know exactly why. She's figured out that she's, you know, time is a circle. It's not a straight line. Yeah, yeah, I like that point as well about when Jeremy Renner said, uh, you know, are you dreaming in their language? And then you actually realize she is actually dreaming in the, in that sequence. I like that. Um you know, when you, he, that's what, in that dream, he says, uh, when you immerse yourself into a foreign language, you can rewire your brain. So, I mean, that, that kind of give us, gives us that indication you were talking about. about yeah, this, her the stuff being she's able ex- to do that. She's experiencing real things. It's, it's clear, I think, that the, these aren't just dreams. She's finding something. Right. She's tapping into something. Right. Right. They're beyond just my thoughts or whatever, or having just a strange idea. She's accessing something. Something that's really important. She can't figure it out quite yet, but she's beginning to trust in it because the more she learns the language, the more she's interacting with this other sort of like, I don't want to call it like a plane of existence or memory or, or it's not even a memory. It's really just an understanding. Right. All right. And that, I mean, that kind of leads into our, our number six. What do, we, what do we have at our at our number six? For me, it's the end. The last, uh, this the resolution of the movie. And, and it ties in really to the beginning. And, you know, it it goes back, like, as you said, it goes right back to the same score. So, in a way, uh, the, the, the score in the beginning and the end are the same. In, in a weird way, the movie, the heart of the movie is in the, <laughs> the very beginning and in the very end. Yep. And, and, and in, in the middle, you know, <laughs> hour and 45 minutes are an elaborate way, albeit creative and well done and well executed way to get us, you know, between these two points. Uh, and there's a couple of lines there um, between the Jeremy Renner character and and Louise, um, where where I oh yeah so so Louise asks asks Ian he says uh, or Ian says if it, you know how do you feel about what's going on you know he's it wasn't about meeting meeting them meeting the aliens he's like it was about meeting you so the, you sense the love here and then Amy Adams they're hugging and she says I forgot how good it was to be held by you how, how good it felt to be held yeah. by you. So there is like, like <laughs> she has already felt it. She knows how it feels. So you've already you've you've gotten the sense that she's time traveling in a sense, but right. only in her own mind. Uh, yeah. How did you forget something that never that hasn't even happened yet? Right, but she yeah. knows, right? Exactly. She's she's, yep. she's by learning this language and learning, it's opened up her mind that she already loves him. Right. She's already lived a life with him. You know, she can see it in a totally different way, and he's not there yet. He's just because I think she asked him earlier in the film, or just just earlier in that scene. He's like, you know, maybe I'll say more what I what I want to say or what I wish I could say. Because you know, who couldn't admit to that? Right, saying yeah. what you want to say in the moment. Yeah, right? that Keep yeah, quiet. That, that's where she, and this is like a, why I love the 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 ending as well. Because I mean, she even says, you know, if you could see your whole life laid out before you from right. start to finish, would you change things? What would you do? Would you change things? Because yeah. at this point, she knows everything. Like she realizes she what out. she can see, yeah. um, and I just. You know, to touch on the closing too, the reveals. I mean, just I like how it's a gradual reveal. We're slowly getting um, what she's getting. We're getting flashbacks, what we think, or I guess what she thinks are just visions. She's getting these visions, and they gradually yeah, build up to it. Just before that, we get the scene with General Shang, right? Where yeah, she figures out that she she can access him in the future to get the information about uh, the words that his dying wife said to him so that she can then tell call him (laughs) right in the present to say hey general shang this is what your wife said blah 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 yeah yeah (laughs) it's crazy really 
But for, for these two people, um, these two scientists, uh, to just give themselves to each other, and then yeah, the Amy Adams character, she's she's already she realizes that she's already in love with him. She has been in love right. with him for forever. Because yeah, that's when we re- you reveal that she, he, you know, he's the father of her child. Yeah, uh, and all these visions of her child have been flash forwards. You know, these have, this has been in the future. So she knows that she's going to have a child. She's going to have these great moments with her. She knows her child's going to get the sickness at a young age and die. Yeah, and the reason why she's alone is because they get together, they have a kid, and then at some point. She tells him that she, you know she her knowledge knew. of the of the of the language allowed her to access to stuff, and what she accessed was the fact that she knew that her daughter was going to die of cancer, and and as she says at some point in the movie, about maybe two thirds or three quarters of the way through, this is, I told your father something he couldn't handle, right? And he could not handle it. He's like, "Why did you?" Imagine his reaction. Yeah. You wanted you stayed with me knowing that we were going to have a kid and she was going to die as the, maybe a teenager or whatever right. she was of cancer and he couldn't he literally couldn't handle who could handle that? So they're they're divorced and they're separated or something. Right. Yeah, if you knew this was going to happen, oh, why did you God. let it happen? Well, I mean, do you agree with her though? I mean, that's well, that's I, the main question. I mean, do you agree with her? I don't know that I can disagree because I feel like there's something going on in this movie where I don't know that you can change any of it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's the paradox thing. I mean, it's definitely a huge paradox, that's for sure. It feels like Um, you're accessing something that happens, and then it's more of her embracing it rather than having the ability to change it. Yeah, but in a thematic way, in the artistic way for the audience, I think it's just like, you know, again, as she said, if you saw your life from start to finish, would you do it all over again? I mean, but I think it's, to me, this movie is all about realizing it's about the not about the destination it's no. about the moments in between right. i mean that's that's Going what through. it's all about i mean at first i was like was it selfish of her to still have this little girl you know to have her th- through that i don't think so because life in itself is a gift you know i mean that's yeah i mean you if know, you change different moments i mean who knows you would have been maybe annihilated by the aliens or yeah, <laughs> something you, right you never know like she I, got to this point where she made the decision she made and she did the best she could i right. guess yeah, I mean, because I mean, sometimes you question your life decisions. You question, yes, you know, I mean, who doesn't have regrets? I've right. got thousands exactly, of exactly. But it's at the same time, so certain regret, regrets. It's like, you know, you learn from them, or you know, it's like I might have done that same way again. Because if I didn't do this, this, and this, I might have not have ended up doing this, this, and this. You know, I mean, right. it's all about you know the domino effect, butterfly effect, uh, if you will. But what they had was real love. And, you know, uh, who wants their child to get sick and die, obviously, right? But right. they just, yeah, she made the decision. This yeah. this is it. This is what I did. And I can't, I, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Right. I love you. And this is the outcome. Yeah. And uh, there's just something about that ending it's that yeah, just so brings you to strong, tears. Bring, yeah. yeah, it's so strong. There's that the line score. of hers, though, when I forgot, I forgot how it feels to be held by you. Yeah. This is like, yeah. Here she is, you know, just accessing this thing that you you know in our own minds we can't comprehend right. it i mean imagine hugging someone for the first per- for the first time and then it turns out it's you know i don't know but in this, in this case it's her husband right yeah that, that, <laughs> that never happened no but she gets it yeah you know it's 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 just sort of a mind-opening yeah concept. i mean and it, and it goes into just you know how how 
how what happened to you in the past, you know, even though you don't see her past, but how happened to you, you know, what, what happened to you in the past affects what you do now. Right. What might happen to you in the future affects what you do now. So I think it's all just about living in the now and just, you know, again, the moments in between the journey, not the destination. Well, how that's, many that's movies make what you... I got from that. What movies make you think about this sort of thing? Not, not many, yeah. right? They're not popcorn. And, and approach it in this sort of way. Right. Beautifully done. Right. Even if you disagree, you're at least forced to contemplate, no, I maybe I say, no, I don't embrace this. Maybe she made the wrong decision. Right. But you have to think about it in that really deep way. That's that's hard to do. No. Absolutely. So, it's a moral dilemma. Right. Um, so, I mean, this is, we're kind of getting into our final thoughts here. So let's go into what questions we might have had. So who's the idiot, me or the movie? <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what questions did you have? What, what didn't you get or what didn't you like about the film? What, uh, what do you have? Well, you know, alongside this whole you know, big thing going on about the aliens and the language, there's this kind of annoying human element. Um, and I sort of get, but the, the the sort of rogue band of soldiers that got radicalized by this internet radio guy. I mean, this is really, this is kind of silly, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I I did not like that. I mean, it was needed for the aliens to realize, hey, you know, you know, to to hap, you know, for them to go higher up in the air and stuff. It was right. kind of needed, but yeah, it was kind of silly. Not that great, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next thing I have. Um, and maybe this is more forgivable, but it's just at least worth mentioning that humans think that they can destroy this more advanced species that comes to Earth. And yeah, I mean, that's, should we even try? I no. don't think we should I try. Mean, that, that, that's every <laughs> alien invasion movie. I mean, yeah, that's. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's right. Why try for such a you know a cerebral kind of movie that's sort of high intelligent, not just popcorn? Um, I would expect maybe just a little bit more out of that. Do you have anything like in- interpretation wise, like maybe you didn't get, or are you uh, the I, idiot? Or well, the... I do have one technical thing. Okay, I, I thought that the movie was just a bit too dark and too dim, um, just okay. just color wise. I thought that this, this movie it almost reminded me of the setting on your television that's like theater or movie where the colors are kind of washed out and just dark. Uh, there's a call for that in some scenes, and, and in some of them it's a bit bright. But I, I thought in general this thing was just a bit too dreary and a bit too dim. I, I thought that. Uh, I thought that there could have been just something a little bit more. There's not a lot of pop in this movie. It's yeah. just very dark and like okay. rainy, but there wasn't rain. You know, right. it was like that feeling. I would have liked just a, a bit of contrast there. Okay, I, I I can see what you're saying there. Anything else? Uh, no. Well, no. Uh, well, yeah, I got what <laughs> I touched on it earlier. Um, and it's the question of was there really a choice here? And I, I'm not sure that that's settled exactly. Louise says, um, "Can you?" You know, if you would do it all again or whatever, would you do it? But, you know, if you're accessing the future and the past, is there really, are you just going along for the ride? How much of it can you actually control? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Can you, can, once it, you know your future, can you control it? Right. Is it really more like predestination? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that, I, I mean, that that's a, that's a good question. I think it's more up to, uh, that, that's the paradoxal uh, element to it. You <laughs> it's know? tough. Yeah, I mean it's it, kind of like with uh with, with Interstellar. I actually liked the paradoxal thing about Interstellar, even though it was in my overrated movies. Right. Um, but right, which uh, we need to revisit. It, You're it, absolutely wrong. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it makes you think. It makes you think. Like if uh, you know if if uh, 
you know, these events didn't happen to begin with, you know, uh, what, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's, it's a, a hard it's question, a, yeah, but, it's a but I don't know that the movie particularly answered it for it me. Didn't. It didn't, I, but I don't think it needed to. Maybe we're just left unanswered yeah. and you, it's up to your interpretation. I don't think it needed to. Again, it's, it's just a paradox. I mean, and that's, that's all I took it as. So what um, about you? Were you about, an idiot or was the movie an idiot? Uh, uh, the movie was an idiot. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, the, the one question I had was, uh, it seemed like other people learned the language, and she wrote a book called uh, Univ- the Universal Language Book, basically about you know this, this alien language. Right. So if other people learn this language, are they going to be able to have that time ability like she has to be able to see the future and just see life as nonlinear and just? Yeah, I think so. I okay. think if they, she seemed to be uniquely able to yeah. understand it, um, and then it will eventually. That I mean, that was the gift, right? In the end, that's the ability. The only way that humans can go beyond, maybe we've sort of hit the ceiling, and our ability to think about things is limited by our language. So was the? Was, I'm was, sorry. No, no. That just once we know this, maybe we can then you know evolve as a species or something. Yeah. Like that. So I don't know. We we didn't get a peek into that and what that right. might mean, but I would say yes. At some point, at some point, okay. all of us will be speaking or knowing this language. Okay. That was the impression I was under. Was the the gift to then essentially world peace as well? Well, beyond that, I mean, world peace is just a start. But yes, okay. What do you think the did they they don't tell us what the help uh, they'll need in three thousand years is? No, I don't. Okay, I didn't get that. Yeah, I didn't understand that. We'll need your help in three thousand years. Maybe they so. Think... This is our gift to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't quite get that. At, I, yeah. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I, 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 the way like the, I liked the way it was said, but then when she, when she starts thinking about it, it's like, well, what, what's the help you need? Like that Maybe, you're going to give us this? Yeah, I guess if we come up to this certain level of understanding, then we'll be able to figure out what that is, and then yeah. be able to solve whatever problem is. But going But if you on. learn this language and know your life, I don't want to know my life in the future. You know, sometimes you want to know certain things, but like I don't know. Like you said, it seems like it'll affect like what you do because you'll know. Yeah. I mean, how do you change that? I yeah. don't know. Because once you exit, once things are no longer an unknowable thing to the right, right, right then you, it's a circle instead. Yeah. And then you're like, well, no, maybe I just you know turn out to be this you know stupid schlub who is an idiot yeah or this podcast that's stupid yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it is yeah, yeah you don't do you do do you want to know uh, that's that's a central question yeah and then um final thing uh do you know the significance of why there was 12 do you know the significance of that no i didn't yeah. didn't seem to be any yeah big deal to me i mean the only thing yeah because the only thing they brought up was when jeremy renner found out because that was the only use of his character really the only use of his character as a theoretical <laughs> physicist, physicist was in the alien through like a bunch of those circle languages in front of him, and he figured they're all you know one twelfth of a distance apart from each other. Like, yeah, I don't know twelve. I mean, twelve apostles. That's so uh, stupid. Yeah, I, I, I heard I that as well. It seems silly though. I yeah. I don't have a good answer. And okay, if, I mean, you know, I guess the director or the writer. I guess this was a, this was a short story. Yeah, before, yeah, right? which actually sounds interesting. This um, could have been chosen before. Yeah, and you know, maybe you just. Uh, you know, throw a dart at a board and you come up with 12. I have no idea. Because we didn't need to know all 12. They right. weren't significant. The right. ones we really knew about was America. China, America, well, Russia. We, we all, no, America. It's just yes. all about 
America, America. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, this is the only questions they had. The only gripe, I, Forrest Whitaker, and the way he was like, they figure out this out in fifteen seconds. It was just like whatever. All right, so let's get into our. Fi- I mean, final thoughts. We basically already gave, right? I yeah. mean, we we gave it outstanding movie. Yeah. You have to see it twice, at least for idiots like me. This was an incredible movie. I love it. I cannot say much more about it yep. other than please go see it. Yep. <laughs> well, if you've, you, the you Amy listen, Adams performance. You've already seen it. Yeah, yeah, Amy Adams' performance is a slow burn, but it's a, it's worth it, and it has an aftertaste. That's Very what impressive. I love about it, and I love that it makes you think. I love movies that make you think. All right, so let's get into our rating system. Let's debut this new rating system that I'm Exp- thrilled to tell you about. Explain it. So the problem, the essential problem with, with rating movies is that it's very hard to rate, say, a Raging Bull <laughs> against a, say, Step Brothers. Right? You can't rate them on the same scale. So we came up with a sort of two-number two scale, um, one being um, uh, on a scale of one to five. <laughs> five stars. Five stars. Uh, either buckets of popcorn or five stars. So in other words, uh, if a movie was highly entertaining but sucks – you'd say five buckets of popcorn and zero stars. Or on the other hand, this was the most boring movie I've ever seen, but it is so important it changed my life. I would say (laughs) zero buckets of popcorn and five stars. So for this movie, Arrival from 2016, I'm going to give it two and a half buckets of popcorn and four and a half stars. Okay, okay. I will get I, I the four and a half stars I'm giving as well. I give it four and a half stars and the buckets of popcorn. I give it a half a bucket of popcorn. Oh, that is like yeah. barely a bucket. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's 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 not uh, it's not it's a movie I just want to focus on. I'm not going to eat this popcorn during it. It's true. Although yeah. I will say, you know, it kept it short. Yeah, this thing uh, began and ended within two hours. If there was more, yeah enough to say. Yeah, yeah, I can see giving it a little more, but yeah, I'm sticking with half bucket of popcorn. I, I mean, that's fine. I'm not trying to change your right here. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right, so let us know what you guys would rate it, how many stars, how many buckets of popcorn. Yeah. Check us out at BlockbusterCast on Twitter. Follow uh, Mr. Davo at DaveQuist, right? Is that your? Yep, Twitter, uh, Dave underscore Quist. I've got so many fans. <laughs> so <laughs> many fans. Uh, follow my personal Twitter, Twitter at BCCord, and you can email us any questions, suggestions you have for the show at BB Entertainment. We're Cast. open to all gmail.com. I have to finish Do the it. address. I'm sorry. <laughs> BB Entertainment Cast at gmail.com. BB Entertainment Cast at gmail.com. I should probably shorten that address. Um, shorten it. Shorten it. But arrival. So glad you guys joined us today. And. That's it. Let's do it. All right. All right, guys. We will catch you next week. We'll be discussing Comic-Con, things like that. Don't know what our next movie will be, but we'll let you guys know on Twitter. All right. That's it for us. Grab some popcorn. Grab some snacks. I'll catch you guys at the movies. Mm